0: I want to thank Mr. Jeff Weissman for sponsoring today, Lil uh, of his parents, Esther, Malko, Bas, Yitzchok, and Shendul, and Chaim Yosef, Ben David Yaakov and Elke, and we also dominating for for Shlema, for Ya'kob, Ben Penina, who's having surgery right now, actually. Okay, the topic today, I want to touch on two things. I want to touch on, you know, Parsha uh, Shmos, sort of jumps out at you, the topic is going, to na- going to be names, I mean, naming children. Um, also, the fact that we know that Chazal Say, it's a medrash in Vayikra, it's, not, it's actually not a Medrash It's a It's a In Parshas In Seber Vayikra in, 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 in Which we know The Chazal One of the reasons Why the so Was able to have the Gula It gives four reasons Over there Because they didn't Change their names They didn't change Their clothing um, Didn't change their language And they didn't speak they not speak Lashon hora. Those are the four things Which are given in the Medrash One of them is, is, is The importance of a importance of a A, a, a Jewish name um, So there's a Obviously, coming to naming naming a child, there's a lot of different things to take into consideration. We're not going to cover all of them in the ten minutes allotted, but we'll try and cover a few things at least. So the first question, which always is, is who has the right to choose the name? How do we f- decide? Does, is it the father? Is it the mother? Is it the grandparents? Is it the great grandparents? Is it the tanta? Who who gets the right? So there are actually different Minhagim: the Ravadja, and Yosef and Yubiyah, Aimer and um, explains the minute which the sodom have and he brings the source of the sodom that the the, the the first child right belongs to the father um, and you find that by the story of Yehuda and um, and when he gets married so his see the first child that says well, the, the first child is, is heir and it says well, Eshmo, and he called his name heir uh, the second second child was born and it says well, and she called his name or so we see that the order was at first Yehuda named the first child and then then his wife um, named, named the second child. So that's, that's the source that he brings. Remersha points out uh, that the minhag of Ashkenazim is that the woman has the right to name the first child. Remersha actually was a little bit of a sad case where she's a sort of assuming the minic. Um He says the case was that the, the, the mother had named the first child and the first child had passed away. Um, or, the, or the mother actually had not even named the first child. The first child had passed away shortly after birth and had not named the child yet. Now the second child is born. The question is, who gets the right? Is the right still belong to the mother? Or in the situation, because the first, this is the second child, does the right belong to the father? And the mercy brings different rights that the right belongs to, the right to name, the ch- choose the name for the child belongs to the mother. Um, and th- th- so uh, in, in, that, um, in that shuvah he mentions, you find, for example, by the most that uh, the names of the children were all, all given up by Yaakov. Yaakov didn't name the children. The names of the children were by the most. Leia names her children and Rachel names her children and, and Leia and Rachel name the children of their, their Shivka, of Billa and Zilpa, but the names are always chosen by the mother. So you see that the, 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 he doesn't even get involved in the back and forth. It's just something like that's the general, that's the, that's the right to the mother. But he does say the meaning is the first child is named by the, by the mother and the second child is named by the father. And that, that was the question um okay so that's a question of who has the rights and the minig ashkenaz is that the mother names there's a, a beautiful safer many storm written on, on 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 names um there was a kutras written a while back um on the on the topic of right of names and he says that's that's he, he documents the minig is uh by ashkenazim is the first one is the mother. The second child is named by the father, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Obviously, the two of them can can agree. That's the best. You know, when, you don't have any issues. You work it out together. That'd be even better. But uh, sometimes, uh, you know, it, there's uh, there is a pressure from the, from one side or the other. So that's that, that, that's how you would divide it up. What about what about subsequent children? So the order is mother, father, mother, father, mother, father. That's how we understand it. Okay. Um, Whose is a name? It's a proper name to give. it sh- uh, not, Whose is a name which is not proper to give? So the Gemara Newman the brings a puzzle with that the names of Rasham should should be wasted. They should they should rot. They should be wasted out of use. You name a Rosh should not should become misused. Disused. We should not use it anymore. So was what you know we don't want to name anybody after him. You want to remember. Want to remember the name of the tzaddik. You want to keep naming after him. So so you would name the names after a person of the tzaddik and not after somebody is. Um, um, Who's a Russia? So, Toysius points out, so, said so you have, you're not going to say that, you know, the Romavino was a Bixotic, but there was a fellow named Avramovino who, who, who was a Russia, you know, so we, we drop Avramovino's name, obviously. Um, so, uh, that the, the, the fact that the, if you have a unique name which belongs to this individual, this individual is in Russia, you will not name after him. So the question always comes up: you have a situation where there's a pressure from some family member that you name after so and So I just had the shadow yesterday. Actually, somebody came. individual X uh, was not nice to his wife. He refused to give her a get. Da, 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 da. And there's the the, the 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 somebody's pushing that he should be the the, the name. The name should be given after him. So is that considered a Russia for those purposes? So that's the scenario <coughs> which he gave, not uh, getting involved, and I, I felt that that wasn't considered russia's. But Rmushin says in that situation when you would have to name, uh, give a name like that, um, under pressure, you can give the name, but think about the name from Tanakh. You know, so the name, the fellow's name is Avraham, but you're thinking Avraham Avinu. The the, the Baba thinks you're thinking her husband Abraham. Good, so everybody's happy. The Baba's happy, and you're happy, and that's not a problem. That's what Rmushin says. Um, you know, you, you say, you, you cough and you say, uh, I, I don't know. Okay. What about if a kid grows up and he wants to know who his name is? That. Um, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, so, Russia suggests in that situation, the other option you would do is you would add another name. You would add a second name and this would, that, would, that would change the name. So let's move to that idea of of, of of double names. Double names, you do not find double names in Tanakh. Um, uh, we, not find, we find, the, the boast you, you find in Gomorrah a few places, but it's like Abba Mori, so so Lord is a tshuva, he says, the minig is not to have two names. Uh, Abba Mori it means, my, my, it's, it's it's a language of, of a, like a, it's an appellation of respect. My my father, Mori, so it wasn't necessarily his father, but the people, you know, like the Zedah Yaakov, everybody's the Zedah Yaakov, he's not my Zedah, you know, he's your Zedah, but everybody calls him the Zedah Yaakov, but there's no such thing as a double name. Um, and therefore he suggested that, that double names are not proper the, some sufferer also has such a, a issue when he says double, na, du, double names are not proper he has an interesting case he quotes a Marshal Marshal had this issue okay so there was two Zetas there was and the child was born and there was a Zeta and one Zeta's name was, was Mayer and one Zeta's name was Joyer right so Marshal says that they, they had this problem you know that they were they were arguing for the name mayor, they were arguing for the name Yor. So the children came up with a solution and they said his name is Schneer. Schneer is from the Schnee or. Two ors, two lots. The Yor and Mayer. They said this is the Marshall. So that's the source for the name Schneer. That's where it came from. So, so some surface says now the problem is there's, there's people named Schneir before this, this story because he says who the story was with. There's people named Schneir before him. But he said that's the source for the name Schneer. This is a, a Marshall going through the names for Gitin purposes. So he says this is how you're supposed to spell it. It's because of the word Schnee or. And there was some sort of, you see from the story, he didn't say, well, we'll call him Mayor Yoyer or Yoyer-Mayor, right? So you, they didn't call a double name. So one of the aquarium, modern aquariums says it's not really a because maybe they still would have been the argument who goes first, you know. Is it Mayor Yoyer or your mayor right? So he said, you know what, your name is Schneor, and we'll, we'll solve all the problems. But, um, but the, some sort of holds oh, that that's a riot. Khazanich also was against the idea of a double name. So we had a fascinating story in Tells, I'm a to Um her, and it relates to silver hell that a double name was not the name. You know, as if you say, you know, named after, you know, Beryl, uh, was one Zayda, and Yaakov was other than Yaakov, Beryl Yaakov was his name. No, that's not the name. It's a new name. So this was the story um, of Rishi Rav Isaac, Gelsman, Zik, Zik, Broch, uh, his name was Yitzchak Isaac, and he was the son-in-law to Rav HaMitzchuk Bloch, the Talzah the, 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 the Risheshiva, who was killed in, by the Nazis in Makhshimov. So his oldest child was born. The question was, he wants to name his child after the, after, the, after his wife's father, Avram Yitzchok. So Rabbi Avram Ozban the Rosh and tells Riverdale, "His name is Avram Yitzchok Ben Yitzchak Isaac. That's his name. Because like someone said, Yitzchak Isaac, is, and Avram Yitzchok. It's not your name isn't Yitzchok. Your name is Yitzchak Isaac. Your name is Avram Yitzchok. There's not a problem with naming the child after the father. It's a totally different name. All those double names are t- totally different names. It's interesting. Not everybody agrees to that. Why well, well, the original law is you don't name the child the same name as his father. Yitzchok ben Yitzchok would be would, that was the question. You can call him Avram Yitzchok ben Yitzchok Isaac. So it's Yitzchok ben Yitzchok. You're not going to do that. The only case we do that, you know, Lo or is if somebody who's ben nifter. Yeah, how can we get to a situation where most people have you know, double names? So Moshe has a truth about it. He suggests that maybe that what happened was that that um, well, you know I'm gonna, I'm going to try to get that. Let me go to the next step. So Moshe has a true, he talks about non-Jewish names. Giving people non-Jewish names, so the Maram Sheik has a very strong shuva. This is you know, he was dealing with the, the uh, reform in, in Hungary and Czechoslovakia, and they were this is becoming a common issue. And he came out very strong against this idea of giving a non-Jew giving somebody a non-Jewish name. Going back to the Yamshar, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a um, the Yamsar Shlomo has a fascinating case. We, we had an issue. We had two, we had you know two Zetas, so you'll call one, you'll give one the Jewish name, and one will give the non-Jewish name. So, you know, you'll name after one of the non-Jewish name, and you'll name the one Zayn the Jewish name. So apparently they would give both names, and they would give two names. And that, and that, was, his, that was his compromise. Like imagine something like compromise nowadays, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, you'll get the non-Jewish name, you know. You'll get the Jewish name, like you know. Guys is really okay, but um, but uh, says that they they when they would interact outside of the, outside of the you know the Jewish, they would have to they would have to use non-Jewish names. But if you just give a non-Jewish name, so um, if you, you're just a Jewish name, he's not used to a non-Jewish name. He's gonna mess it up when he's interacting. So that we give both a Jewish name and a non-Jewish name. And that's where this idea of giving a double name came from. They would be used to both names. So Russia suggests the double name came actually from a Jewish name and a non-Jewish name together. That's how it started. And once it started, it became cost, custom to have uh, multiple names. And then it became standardized. Now, Russia does say that in regards to using a non-Jewish name, he says he's not a big fan of it, uh, giving somebody a non-Jewish name. He says, but it's not, it's not also in any way, shape or form. And therefore, he says in a case where it's a question of naming a child after a parent's parent, who had only had a non only had a non Jewish name and they're gonna you know, say, so should, should you call you uh, want to be Israel, whatever, he says, Yeah, let's keep it our I aim. Mean, you should child name the child after the grandmother, even though it wasn't a Jewish name. So you're saying like that that name would also go on like, the like, Ksuba. But that would be the name. Right. There wasn't that, that's what that's what he he's he suggests, um, that's what he suggests. What about Alexander? That uh, was in a whole door, that named the boys name Alexander for I guess for political reasons. Alexander, I mean, it's stuck. So Alexander is interesting because Alexander is is dealt with in halacha as a Jewish name versus, and not as a non-Jewish he also name. Wasn't a big That's true, but the the, the 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 way we have the story is he did, they did it because of a car type. Right. But it's interesting in halacha we deal with Alexander as a non as as a Jewish name. In other words when you're writing a get, the way we write a Hebrew name is well, quite different than we write a non-Hebrew name. We're non-Hebrew name. We use it, Yiddish uh, to vowel, vowelizations to write it. So, but if you, well, you're writing a Jewish name, a Hebrew name, you use the the name as written. So we write Alexander as Aleph Lamed Chaf Samech Alexander, etc. You'd write it as as a non-Jewish name, you'd be putting an iron in, in there, and you'd put, you, know, you'd put, you know, you'd be putting an olive, another aleph in there, you know. So it's, we deal with it as a full-fledged Jewish name. So Alexander, for whatever reason, you know, because of that, whatever the story is exactly. Um, the Moore doesn't say that that story that they, they promised they would name everybody after him. Where's That's it's, it's a it's it's an it's a or something like that. So um what was the case. I'm sorry? then there's a situation like with my father, huh? who was born, named Yosef, but became ill. Right, so then you add the name because of the, because of illness. Um, Right, so that's where we, ha- we had the, the many people. That you end up, you know, a lot of people were sick. So eventually, you want a name after them. and now he has two names. In general, they're, they're adding a name because of illness. In um, Sfar, they don't do it because when you, you know, the, they understand that they name represents the neshama of the person, and that he has a r- purpose that he's here. If you're changing the name, you're playing with that. So unless you know exactly what you're doing, you might make it worse rather than better. So that's why usually you, you pick somebody who's going to do it as a person, who's a big talmud we'll et etc., who feels comfortable making the decision. All right here is you're sorry was the Chabad's Chaim so I think we can trust the Chabad's Chaim but I wouldn't necessarily uh, uh, advocate for somebody else to do that. Okay. Um, um, where where does the minhag end? We know that when we see the avos they named people they named their children after some sort of concept. So so that's where a medrash. That, that that's a medrash. That's what it medrash. The matter says that the obvs, because they had Rukh HaKadosh, were able to name after a sto- something that happened, something that occurred. But nowadays, if we don't know that, we name after Abbasenu. It's actually it's a matter. The matter says it already. So so a pair of the medrash. One well, other person was nifter young? So that's, that's a... Uh, Mr. talks about that also, and he says that actually, um, the example which he talks about is Yeshayo, the, the name of the navi is Yishayo. Most people are called Yeshayah, not Yeshayo. He says the reason why is because Yishayo was killed th- through his grandson killed him, Menasha killed him, and that's you know he came to a violent death. We don't want to name exactly after him, so we name him after Yeshayah. There's actually there's another there's Yeshayah mentioned in the Yomim, which is a different person. So we remember for the navi, but really we mean you know we don't use that name because because of that uh, that indication of uh, of. Uh, one last thought. Russia has a fascinating thing. He says, you know, this idea of Shaloshinu Shemham. He says, if I wouldn't be scared, I would say this. This is what he writes. He the I would write this. He says that um, th- this issue of not changing the name, which was, co- was the source of the Geula, applied when they didn't have Torah. So, what made them what made them distinct and unique and special was these few things that they kept unique. But now that we have Torah. So that's what makes it unique and special. The fact that the names not, the, the, the issue with non Jewish name would not become as, as significant. And he does not feel it. He says, Lula, there's to the fear not with such a thing. I want you to mention this to somebody else. He told me it's an So I actually tried to look for it this morning. I couldn't find where this Arachim is. Uh, the person didn't remember where it is either. But he says he remembers seeing it inside. The Arachim says it without any reservation. The person says it with reservation. He says it without any reservation. Okay. Um, got a few minutes. Just want to move on to a. Uh, um, and uh, forward on the parsha, there's a fascinating idea that from the Taras of Rome. The Taras of Rome was Rabbi Rome Grudzinski. He was the last Meshkei Chasslbaal. He was killed by the Nazis in He's also what, known to us. His sons-in-law, Revolba, was one of his. Revolba was one <coughs> son-in-law. Um, Rev Kryzworthetzal <laughs> was the second son-in-law, and Rabbi was the third son-in-law. Uh, you know, the Shliya, the Havincha, the Chaim. So, Baruch Hashem, you know, we, at least through his, through his, uh, through his uh, daughters, you know, we, he continued. I think one son also survived. So he has a beautiful essay called of Rome, which is on Musur, It's not on the Parsha, but he he says the following question. He deals with how do we see? Can we see the Parsha of Shmos being part of the Geula in general? Really, Shmos, you know, someone focuses on the Shibud. We see Moshe Ben was starting, but is there element? Is an element of Geula in the Shibud? I guess that's really the way he's questioning. So he starts with a fascinating the fascinating Gomorrah and Snehedrin. The Gemara and Snehedrin says that. Um, Antoninus comes to Rabbi and asks at what point does the yetzahara enter into the, into the child at the moment of conception or the moment of birth? So Rabbi said the moment of conception so Antoninus says back it can't be because if that would be true the child would kick out through the, 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 the abdominal wall of the mother and come out before he's born. So Rabbi says you're right and therefore the, the yetzahara enters into the child at the moment of birth. That's the Gemara. So he says, let's try to understand this yetzahara that he's convincing the child that he, if, if, there be, if there be a yetzahara in, in, this, in this fetus, he'd be interested in kicking through the, the mother's stomach and coming out. Like, what's the, what exactly is the, is the pitch of the yetzahara, right? So, because I'll say that when a child is in, his, in, in the rachim of the mother, there's no time in his life which is better than that. So there's no time which is better. He has, he's able to see from one end of the world to the other. He's fully taken care of. And he can learn. He learns kolatora kula. And it's phenomenal in there. Okay, so, so far, it doesn't sound like there's anything enticing to come out because it's great inside there. Okay, number two. When a child comes out at that point in time, he dies. So, it's, pre, pre, it's very hard to sell it. Let, let's kick out and die. Right? And he'll probably kill his mother as well, also. So like, so, what is the sales pitch that the Yetzirah is going to have when you have the, phenom- the best place in the world, because I'll say another option is death. And what's the sales pitch? What is the is selling? The Yetzirah is selling independence. I don't like being cooped up. I don't like being controlled. I don't like being, t- I, like be- I don't like being taken care of. I want to do it myself. Child's born, right? A year old, self, right? You're going to want more food into your, into your mouth if I feed you. No, no, no. I don't want the food in my mouth. I want it all over my face, all over you, all over the floor, because it's self. That's the most basic Yitzhar that we have. This is the Yitzhar of Adhemarishan in Gan He's taking, Gan is the best place in the world. Everything is perfect. Just do one thing you can't do. No, 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 no. Don't, don't tell me what to do. I want to decide myself. You talk to a teenager, right? Listen, he th- well, I had a guy who wanted to do this. Reb. if you wouldn't have told me I would have decided on my own not to do it. But now you tell me not to do it, I'm going to do it but the after. Why? That's going to hurt me. I know that. But why don't you tell me I have to? Kay? I need to show that I'm in control. Independence. So we're, we're trying to rectify, and, and, and the, the purpose of the Matantar is that to get back to the state of a, a human being before hate, before Adamarisha. So what's the training ground for that? The training ground of that is Sheba Mitzrayim. Learning what it means to be in heaven, what it means to submit. But it means to mimachnia to, to yourself. And to accept somebody else's yoke. And probably the hardest thing which we have is accepting the yoke of Shemayim. Uh, the, the, I, I connect this idea to there's a um, the Rephime in in Nefesh he has a section he has and then he has he has a section of then he has See in the section of Prokem, he says that he, he says that the foundation of all Yitzhar is the Aviav is the Yitzhar of Gaiva. So what does he mean, Gaiva? you know, okay, remember every every Yitzhar we start with. Well, I want. There's always that word, I. Every, every Yitzhar always starts with the word, I. I want this. I want that. I prefer this. I don't want this. I. But there was always that word I. So he says the idea of the human being is created that you have to submit to your creator is a difficult thing for us. We don't like feeling that, focus on the fact that we're created. The moment we don't focus on the fact that we're created, we don't feel the fact that we're a nivra, we feel like we have this in existence, that's the moment which he sees as the source of all of our, all of our challenges. And that's really this Yetzirah. This is the Yetzirah, which is the primordial Yetzirah. And the solution for that, Klaus uh, was, was put through a process of shibud. Which would train us to be able to submit. Therefore, when we come to, and our our process is, we went from being avdei paro to being avdei hashem. Hallelujah! We start off hallo. we Mitzrayim. What are the fr- hallel avdei The starting the starting process is avdei hashem. Moshe benu was nifter, and we put a we put his matzev, We we write his his epitaph, right? We put we put what's going to be on the matseva? Moshe avdi meis. That's what Kadosh Baruch comes to Yeshua says Moshe. Of the image. That's how the Russian de- described Moshe Rabbeinu. He's an evet. Bo So the, the, the biggest challenge a human being can have, the greatest appellation we could have, is being an Eved Hashem. Okay.